Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Bolt fam, to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour, episode number 49. Colin Appel, Miles Raruka here. We are your co-host. How are we feeling today, my friend? Um, I mean, not horrible. Obviously, I mean, you guys watched the game last night. I was very, very upset about it. I think if you went through Call on Ice text threads from last night, you would be able to tell that in a heartbeat. Um, but, yeah. you know, I'm okay. Uh, I think that there's positive. There's a lot of positives to take away um, from last night. But, shit, man, it just sucks we couldn't get it done, especially after that first half. Um but yeah, I, I think it'll be good for us to kind of talk about it here. This is kind of my safe space, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, man, it was definitely disappointing, to say the least. And um, yeah, it's definitely like I, I really wanted to record last night, but I was just so shot from throwing up most of the day and traveling back from a two-hour drive from my hometown, our hometown. And um yeah, man, I just didn't have it in me, but yeah, it was definitely one of those, like I wanted to talk it out and kind of just like vent, vent out uh, frustrations after a game like that. I mean, great first half. It was kind of a reverse um, game of what we've kind of seen for the most part this year, you know, instead of a, a slow start and then a, a strong second half, um, it was, it was the opposite. It was a, a fast start and a very underwhelming second half, which I believe, I think I've seen a couple numbers, uh, 52 total yards of offense in the second half. That sound about right? Yeah, and 35 of those were passing. So, yeah. 52, 35 would be the split. So, so then let's see if we did some math here. 52, 35, 17 rushing yards. So, Yeah. Love to see that, obviously. Just a, a complete, like, complete stall of the offense, and there was no, no getting it, getting it going. Um, Mina Kimes tweeted, I think all, all of the drives in the second half, there were like five or maybe six of them, and the the outcome of every first down, and it was like. One yard run, two yard run, negative one yard run, two yard pass, <laughs> um, negative one yard pass. Like it, it just felt like the whole second half we were, we had these second and, and long and third and long to go, and we just couldn't could not dig ourselves out of the hole. And uh, another huge topic I think is is it's just the elephant in the room at this point. I mean, it's just quite amazing how many injuries a team can rack up and I know, I know teams or I know they have, they release numbers and like the healthiest to the non-healthiest team in the, in the league. I, I don't know who, who puts those out. I've seen them um, for a couple of weeks now. And of course the chargers are, are dead last, like but lot. I, at this point, yeah, by like a lot at this point, I, I, I want to know how this year stacks up to a, I believe it was the 2016 season where, I mean, it was just as bad. If not, you know, I'm like, that's where I'm at. Like it's, it's this level of bad where I'm like, is this actually worse than 2016? Cause I didn't think it, it could get worse than that, but here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Um, yeah. I, I think that they, they use a scale. I don't know how they calculate it, but it's something along the lines of like a scale of like, meaningful snaps for players and like who's who's gonna be who misses like the most snaps versus who's actually on the field like some metric along that but yeah chargers are in like like if you look at the stats it's literally like half of our roster because it's like 50 something percent or it's it's over half and it's just it's horrible we're just absolutely decimated news came out today ogbonia out for the year, Covington out for the year. You know, if we're not if we're not calling, you know, like Nadama can sue this week or shit, any free agent D lineman, like what are we doing? In in the last seven days, we've lost three D linemen. 
uh, three interior D linemen. So, and one of them was Jerry Tillery. This so, season. Uh, yeah, what are we doing? I mean, oh, no, sorry, because we lost. Or no, it was Austin Johnson two weeks ago. Or was that last week? Was oh, then we've week, lost four defensive interior defensive linemen in, with when you include the Jerry Tillery release in the last seven days. So I mean, if we're not if we're not calling somebody this week, I don't I don't know what the hell we're doing. But you know, there's other there's some other injury news that sounds good. Seems like we're gonna get some guys back in practice this week. As we all know, elephant another elephant in the room, Chiefs Chargers Sunday night football coming up. Massive, massive game for us. Um, but yeah, man, I I there is good to take away from last night. Definitely good to get take away from last night. I mean, that first offensive drive looked like we like we looked first offensive drive and I believe the first no no first defensive drive they drove down and got the field goal, but still Ben don't break. But offensively, man, we looked really good that first drive. We looked very competent. Herbert finally looks comfortable. We saw a few QB sneaks last night. I think that can tell us that he's one hundred percent healthy now and i remember the stat going into the game like team's longest touchdowns this year chargers was like 21 yards um obviously we're up to 35 now with that touchdown deandre carter last night but an offense led by justin herbert your longest touchdown over eight weeks in a season should not be 21 yards but that's why i kind of especially after that first drive i was like shit like we look good and then that, that carried on for a little bit in that first half and then Everything just kind of came crumbling down defensively, offensively, uh, more offensively in that second half. So, but yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, I think yeah. there's good to take away from it, but let's, let's get into it. Let's, let's rant. Let's, let's cope a little bit and get into it. So, well, I mean, we can, yeah, let's, let's start with the offensive side of the ball. Um, Cause I think that's obviously the most frustrating uh, part of of last night's loss, um, and I mean, like, yeah, what what you just said, like, it, at this point in the season, a twenty one yard pass should not be the longest play or longest touchdown of, of the season with Justin Herbert as your quarterback. And um, yeah, man, it's I, I don't like like I I don't know I I'm I'm getting the feeling that Lombardi's probably going to be here the entire year um, at this point, it's, it's really on, on Brandon Saley. I mean, I think he's the one that has to make that call. Um, so I don't, I don't know. And I'm not, I don't even know how to start this rant with, with the offense. I think I tweeted last night. The, the one of the, my biggest things is the inconsistency from drive to drive. Like you said, the first drive of the game was amazing, and it resulted in a, a big, um, you know, thirty-five yard passing touchdown. And it just felt it was a, a such a breath of fresh air to see Herbert look down the field and and um, and let loose because that was totally the opposite of what the pretty much the rest of the game, yeah, uh, including the, the entire second half. You know, it was. Uh, pretty much checking down on every play and look a lot of it I get it it's it's the injuries you know when you have wide receiver three fours and fives out there trying to be ones and twos like it's it's just not it's not ideal you know you're not going to get that separation that you might get with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out there you're not gonna um, have those windows to to throw so it's definitely affecting Justin Herbert's game not having his his playmakers out there and it's kind of just this, I think like perfect storm of shit right now that is resulting in, in what you're seeing out there. And um, I think they can still uh, have flashes. I mean, we saw on that first drive what they're capable of. It's just getting the most out of it, you know, consistently. Um, They haven't been able to, to do that this year yet. And, you know they'll get they'll get some guys back, obviously with Keenan and and Mike um, expecting to to be back at practice this week, and that'll help. Uh, I just I, I don't know, man. With with the state of this line, kind of hanging on by a thread as well. I mean, 
that's assuming if we have no more injuries on on the offensive line. But um, man, it's it's just going to be such a a sigh of relief when Keenan and Mike come back. So yeah, I guess my biggest takeaway from from the offense last night was just um, the inconsistency, and then I mean you don't really even have to say much about the second half. It was just so bad. Yeah. No, second half was horrible. You know, we weren't even, we couldn't even take deep shots. Um, You know, it was just kind of a big combination of bad play calling, you know, offensive line started to break down a little bit. I will, I will give Foster Sorrell some props though. I think for the majority of the night, he did, much better than I was expecting. I thought it would he would come out and I thought he yeah. would come out and look like Max Crosby did against Storm Norton last year in Vegas. Um but you know Nick Bosa was uh, he definitely had his fair share of pressures. He had that one sack. Um but mm. overall I thought Sorrell came in and did pretty much all that you could really ask him to to be put in that position for his career start against that defensive front. Just crazy. So uh, props to him for that. Um I I think Pipkins We'll be, I think Pipkins will be back at practice this week. Um, only reason I say that is because he was a game time decision going into last night. So it sounded like he had a legitimate chance of playing last night up until um, the end, up until warmups before the game. So I think Pipkins will be back. Um, and then we're basically just sitting in that same situation with no um, Slater. And then um, other injury on kind of uh, kind of on the line not really jared Everett uh left with a groin last night which i thought was weird because popper tweeted that in the second quarter and then he was out there on the last snaps of the second half and then he just never really came back into the game but it was tweeted that he had an injury before he left the game fully so i'm not sure what's going on there sounds like uh he might Hmm. be back in practice at a limited capacity this week though um yeah because dear for the love of god i don't want to try to see trey mckitty catch a touchdown ever again um or try to catch a pass in general yeah and i I think that that was that's a good that's a good change to pretty much just like just miss opportunities last night you know because that mckitty catch that would have been a touchdown uh next play was that absolute dot to carter but we ended up only getting three on that drive and then you know, Herbert had to come out for those last three snaps of the first half, and that drive very well could have ended in six points as well instead of us taking three. Um, Derek, for the love of God, if Justin Herbert's ever significantly injured, I'm not watching a game after seeing Chase Daniel out there against a defense like that. Uh, Dude, holy yeah. shit. He, I, I honestly thought he looked like a rookie. He looked like he a, just... a seventh-round rookie instead of a vet, but whatever. Man. I was, I was like, so – pissed off that he came out for the rest of that drive. I, I was like, all right, they're going to take him out for a play and then he'll go back in like, just like he did in Kansas city. And I was like, what, like the second snap that Daniels lined up like in a row for, I was like, what are we fucking doing? Are we seriously like throwing back in? Like, but of course with the, the new protocol um, with all the, the stuff that went on with Tua, um, you know, they, they're going to take a deeper look and make sure he's not concussed, which is a good thing. I mean, player safety obviously is should be at the the top list of things to, to watch out for. But, yeah, that, that was a drive killer, man. That was just like – I just thought it was – One of those weird I thought it was things weird that – I mean, freak things that, that – once. Well, Justin was very clearly, like, telling everyone, like, I'm fine, like – but I, I thought maybe he would just have to come out for a play. I didn't think he would have to come out for the rest of the half. I don't, I don't know the rules or anything right. with that. Obviously, kind of new concussion protocol, like you mentioned with Tua, is probably ramped up more to a, to a point where they're just like, you know what, we're a few snaps away from halftime. We'll just keep him out till then. But that would have been would have been huge if he was yeah. only to come out for one snap and then get back in that game. He definitely could have got more points out of that drive. So – yeah, that's just one of those weird things that occurred that I don't you don't see that very often, but of course, you know, it came at a crucial moment in the game too because that's, you know, a potential four more four more points on on the on the board that completely could change the game. So 
that was unfortunate. And then, I mean, really the second half, I mean, there was, there was nothing to even really talk about. Like we shouldn't talk about it because it was so bad. Um, obviously no, no rhythm, no consistency, not even, I mean, no even getting going really. They, they just never got it going in the second half. Um, I think every drive resulted in a punt or a turnover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, turnover. So, yeah. Cause let me think turnover on downs, obviously at the, what, like eight yard line. And then that pick at the end that he got hit on by Hufanga. And I think I'm looking mm-hmm. back at the box score, but yeah, downs interception. That was everything else was a punt. So, and like we had a few drives. I mean, first drive of the second half, five plays, 31 yards. We were getting a little something going. Next drive was six plays, 16 yards. And then, after that, in crucial moments when we really needed to ramp it up, three plays, three yards, four plays, seven yards, one plays, zero yards. So, like, and and again, you could go back on missed opportunities. That fourth down, Josh Palmer was open. Uh, just Justin got hit as he threw it, hit off his hands. Um, again, Palmer was open on the sideline on that on that pick by Ufanga. Pressure just got to Justin, got his arm hit as he threw it which I couldn't even tell that he got his arm hit when he threw that. I was like, holy shit, is that the worst throw I've ever seen for a second? And then replay showed that uh, – I don't remember who it was. It wasn't Greenlaw, obviously, because he got ejected. But uh, whoever it was, it wasn't Bosey either, but got his hand in there as Justin was throwing the ball. So, yeah, just basically just a game yeah. filled with missed opportunities mixed with literal shit play calling and just having a lack of weapons ended up just being our downfall. Yeah, I to be honest with you, I had already, I had just turned the the game off for that last drive because I I knew what like I just knew I was like I, there's no no point in getting my hopes up because the way that offense had operated the entire second half, I'm like they're not going to get it magically going, you know, uh, with no timeouts and what under a minute left. So um, crucial way to yeah, obviously take an L but um, it was just uh, yeah I, I'm I'm praying that that Mike and Keenan are back this week because that that would just be the boost I think that this offense needs um, you know right now it's it's so easy to, to scheme for our offense it's basically you shut Austin Eckler down and you shut the offense down and um, you know getting Keenan back and, and having him available on, on, on big money money downs going to be huge you know the threat of, of mike williams over the top down the field um it's going to be amazing to have those guys back so anything else on on the offense i mean we don't have to spend a ton of time on it because there's really not much to, to talk about and um yeah i'm just kind of depressed thinking about it this really blue balled me after that first drive i was like fuck like here we go. This is this is Chargers <laughs> football, baby. And then it was just absolutely stagnant after that. And that just sucks, man. Because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like you can blame injuries all you want. But like if they could do it for one drive, if they can come out, fire on all cylinders just like that, then, I mean, there's a formula there to succeed. Obviously, yeah, it, it would help a lot if we had yeah. a fucking six four Mike Williams and one of the best route runners in the league out there catching the ball for us. But like, if you could do it for one drive, then there is something in there that can succeed, and that just it just didn't happen. Uh, at the end of the day, I blame Lombardi fully. Um, you know, I thirty five passing yards when you have I mean, Justin Herbert I, I as think... your quarterback in the second half. Are you fucking kidding me? I think the only thing that the only the only uh, reason of like for the Lombardi supporters out there, I think the only only thing that they really have to cling on to at this point is the the injury situation because it does matter. Like, I mean, I I will admit that you know it's it's not all on Lombardi. Obviously, you know, like I said, having you know four and five receivers trying to to be ones and twos on, on third and 12 when the game's on the line, like it's not going to end out great. Um, 
you know, especially against, I mean, the, the Niners had the, the best defense in the entire league going into last night's game. So you have to give them a lot, a lot of credit, you know, for, I mean, they gave up 16 in the first half and they, they just, you know, do what, what great defenses do and they make adjustments and they, they clamp down and they, they, I mean, they shut them out in the second half. So um got to give them credit, but yeah, I mean, I think like if that's, that is the thing that's saving Lombardi's job essentially is, is the, the excuse or the explanation of, Hey, this team is literally just fucked with injuries. Like almost like, I think decimated is probably a, a good, good term. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess you can go there, but I don't know, man, just a sh- fucking shitty night for him, man. But, and also like, I, I like, again, I think we've all seen enough of Lombardi already. And in, in the, the first year and a half of, of his tenure to just know that he's not, schematically the guy for Justin Herbert. Um you know, and that's that's like that's the big picture I, I think people need to to realize whether or not however the rest of the season turns out like I think we we talked about it on an episode prior where it's just like you know is is he the guy that you trust and and believe that you know, he he can get like as much potential out of of Herbert like is is he the guy that you think can take him to his untapped level and I just think it's no like I think there's other offensive minded coaches in this league that can definitely get more out of his arm and his legs I, I saw a few tweets last night that just and it's honestly like a good point it's like dude why is Herbert not using his legs to to make more plays and it's it's almost like he well, <laughs> has been brainwashed into just being like a I don't know what the right word is, but in the pocket he he just looks like if his first or second read is not there he like immediately checked down and it it's it just doesn't look like the same Herbert that we've come to know. To be fair, he did make that play with his legs and then got nearly decapitated. So. Uh, I think I think a lot of it. The thing is too, like I think a lot of him not making where did the all plays. Sorry, just a lot of him not making the plays. I mean, he ran more last night than we've seen him, but I think just in the past, especially, they've really had an yeah. emphasis, you know, on the ribs, and I think that we'll probably see them open well, it up a little, a little bit more. And when he does, when he does run, it's like the like he looks awkward, and it's like I I, I watched the the Vikings game yesterday in, in, in Buffalo and watching Josh Allen run in the open field, like dudes are afraid to tackle him. Like he is a huge body running downhill and he, he and he's athletic enough to, to be, you know, like a good enough runner to, to know how to not get demolished. But I mean, you know, he takes, he takes a few licks here and there, but he never, he never seems to just get lit up. Um, and I look at him and I'm like, dude, why can't Herbert do more of that? <laughs> like, why, why can't, yeah. I mean, you, you don't even have to take it to Josh Allen level where you're like trucking guys 25 yards downfield, but even just more Mahomes esque where it's like, just dance a little bit, like get comfortable. Like you don't have to stay in the pocket. Um, especially with how athletic you are. Like we saw you at Oregon. We know you can, can take off and, go for 30 40 yards and and i mean dude's a freak athlete so i mean i i just I, that's kind of a side note but I like, I, that's a good point to that's, I, I a, wanted to mention that's definitely that. a good point to make that i wasn't even considering because yeah he just looks like slow he just looks slow as fuck when he takes off like i mean we're not he looks indecisive. we're not looking for a lamar he, he looks yeah. like as soon as he takes he's off like well f- he's like oh shit should should i be should I be taking off? Like, it's not like, you know, other quarterbacks where like when like, you know, uh, again, I'll, I'll use the Josh Allen comp, but like when he's taking off, like he's going, it's like power running at that point. Um, 
you know, sometimes he can manage to get out of bounds and, and get down. But, like, a lot of times I just see him, like, trucking DBs down the field, even linebackers. I'm like, God damn. And I, I don't know the size comparison between Allen and Herbert, but I'm imagining it has to be, like, super close. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. 100%. Definitely, if you have a quarterback that can make plays like that, it makes your offense just that much more dimensional and gives you more things that you have to guard and focus on going forward. But you know what? It's I think that's the least of our worries right now. I understand. I, I'm happy you brought it up because that is a good point to make, and it's something I didn't even consider. But fuck, I mean, if he's not take if Herbert's an inch taller and a pound lighter, so they're literally identical. The wow. Because dude, same. honestly, like. When you watch him play on a field, why does Josh Allen look bigger? Josh Allen just looks like a fucking beast out there. Maybe it's just because when he runs, yeah, he's like, just bigger. I don't know. But, yeah, it's a, it's a good point to make. It's a valid point to make. I, ex- I would expect to see that happen a little bit more. Um, and, again, like maybe we could blame Lombardi on this. Maybe Lombardi is like, no, throw the fucking ball. But I'm also not going to complain about Herbert not taking like, hits either. So... And I get the other side of that argument. It's like, hey, well, you know, throw the check down because at least you're getting the ball into Austin Eckler's hands, you know, hopefully with a little bit of space for him to to make, you know, you'd rather have him in theory um, in that situation than your quarterback. But, man, I just think what you can do with your feet just creates – it creates chaos. And – receivers like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, I mean, they're savvy enough to, to kind of to go along with that. And um, I, I just think you, you create more opportunities for yourself. And especially with that arm, dude, you move around, you just do like buy yourself an extra second and a half. I mean, there's, there's windows that are going to be there that would, would you'll never have time to hit because you're throwing a check down. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so it definitely makes you more dimensional. I I would love to see more of it, but I'm not going to complain about him not getting hit. Um, but yeah, definitely something that you could keep. Yeah, an there's eye definitely on. definitely a way I think to go about it. But yeah, it's a it's a thought. Um, let's move on to the defense because look, I I this defense man, it deserves they they deserve their flowers. Um. You know, they looking at the stat sheet, especially, you know, they 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 held this team really to I don't know how many yards in the first half, but they're the first, you know, two and a half quarters really did a great job of, of containing the run and then, you know, just getting gassed at the end. I mean, they they still they never really broke. Um, they did bend just enough and obviously the offense wasn't able to to give him any support, but to to still be able to hold, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, two point seven yards per carry, thirty eight yards on on fourteen rushes. Um, Elijah Mitchell had had the most success, eighteen carries for eighty nine, um, four point nine a carry. He definitely was was an issue for for this defensive line. But I mean, like I said, towards the end of that game, and we only had three defensive line that that were eligible to play. They couldn't even run their base run package. They, they like to, to set up four guys um, on the line and, and bring, bring in two linebackers on top of that. So they couldn't even run the, the basic run package. So they were, they were just kind of fucked at that point. And um, again, that's where, you know, you can go back to injuries. You know, a lot of people are not like, not going to use it as an excuse, but it's just, it's the most frustrating part of the season, really. I mean, it, it it just sucks being without the guys that you are hyping up all off season and excited for, and then you know all of a sudden you get to see them play three games, and you know that's yeah. it. So and apparently it just sucks. Apparently, man. Khalil Mack is washed as well, uh, according to Raiders fans. <laughs> so that's too bad too that Khalil Mack maybe our best de- probably second best defender out there on the field week in and week out is washed but that's all right um we'll let them we'll let them imagine but yeah those those stats actually were kind of surprising to me it feels like 
I guess, yeah, Elijah Mitchell definitely towards the end of the game was more of their workhorse. But was, uh, I thought McCaffrey. I mean, they ended up with 100 and 157 on the ground. So Debo Samuel had four for 27. Like it, it was definitely by committee, and they still found a way to to gash us. I mean, when you look at the run the, or the the stats, 150 yards is no is not is not good at all. Um, but it, it it looked a lot better than. No, the, you know, just no explosive plays. Like no, I don't think they had any runs. And when you consider the, I don't think they had any runs over. What do you? What was their longest rush? Like what, fifteen yards maybe? And that was maybe one. Yeah. So that's yeah. been a problem. That, that a was a problem for us going that. into this game is eliminating explosive plays, and they didn't have any of those through the air or on the ground last night. So that's definitely a positive to take away. And then giving up 240 in the air. And Brandon Ayuk had the most success against the secondary. Six receptions, 84 yards. Um, he had a long of 24. Dewan Jennings, four for 40 yards. McCaffrey, four for 39. So um, this defense did enough to win win a football game yesterday. That There's no denying that. Again, when you add it all up and um, look at the stats. I don't think it tells the whole story of this defense. And they, they really have kind of found a groove. It seems like over the last few weeks, um, it seems like they've at least for the time being kind of buckled down on, on some of their issues, you know, um, breakaway run, you know, uh, breakaway runs, you know, busted, uh, busted assignments and stuff like that, you know, seem to kind of haunt this team for the first couple weeks but uh they've tightened up on that and i mean look when you when you factor in again the circumstances of having three interior defensive linemen to to finish the game and not even being able to run your basic run package i mean uh this defense played a great game yesterday yeah, no, even, even Popper tweeted just earlier that Staley said that schematically this is one of the best defensive games that he's drawn up. And definitely when you look at how Shanahan uses those weapons uh, there in San Francisco, like you got so many dudes that can do so many things on that offense. You know, they're really probably a two-dimensional QB away from having a top five offense in the league just with, you know, you can hand the ball off to Debo Samuel. You can throw the ball out to him. You can – you got Christian McCaffrey, one of the best dual threat backs in the league. You got Ayuk's a great receiver. George Kittle, a great blocker, great receiver. And we, I thought overall defensively, it was definitely a bend don't break kind of night. A lot of times they, almost every single time, except for that one possession when they got in the red zone, you know, we held them to a field goal. Um, and and yeah. uh, so, you know, again, bend don't break mentality. And I thought our defense played their asses off last night, especially for the circumstances they were given and definitely going to be something to look forward to going, going, going to in the going forward, going, going, going forward, going forward, something to really look forward to, you know, a few weeks we'll have Joey Bosa back. That's going to be massive. (laughs) And then shit, man, we can do a lot of things with this defense, but I just hope it's not too little too late, not just for the defense, but for the whole team really. I hope we don't get into one of those situations. So, and look, man, like we're we're getting really, really close. Um, I think it's it's starting to turn around a little bit with getting guys like Keenan and Mike back, but a team can only endure so many injuries, right? There, there has to some at some point be a boiling point of you, you're just too far gone. You just and it's it's. It's it's the shittiest way to to really go go down in the season is through injuries because again you you don't want to use it as an excuse but it's the elephant in the room it's like well no shit like at what like you know and I think yeah we're really close to 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 just being to that point where it's like dude we just we're missing too many too much talent out there to to be the competitive team that we want to be or expect to be. And yeah, I think 
we're getting a little boost here because we'll, we'll have some guys back in the coming weeks. Joey Bosa, I think, should be back here pretty soon as well. Uh, so that'll be a big, big boost to the defense. Chris Rump, I believe, should be on his way back as well. So th- there's guys coming back, and that's kind of what's saving it for me of of having hope in the season. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that made 2016 so shitty was every injury was a season ender. And we've had a lot of them. That's probably the majority of our injuries this year, but... You know, thank God Joey Bosa is not out for the season or Chris Brown. You know, like there is some silver linings to some of these injuries, but at the end of the day, it's just like it, it's it's the shittiest way to to lose a season because no other fans want to hear it, no other teams want to hear it. You know, and you you, you don't want to use it as an excuse. So it's just kind of like, well, throw your hands up, look at the sky, and just cry it sucks yeah i know man cry is what i want to do but we can't we got you know just looking forward just overall picture you know we're big we are big time rooters against the patriots and Bengals going forward the other two afc teams with the same record as us i mean along with teams like you know the bills but i don't see a roster like the bills really falling off like the patriots and Bengals could especially the Bengals without jamar chase um, you know, just, I, I mean, RIP my fantasy yeah, team that's, too. that's the least of my concerns right now. I can lose out for fantasy. I don't give a shit about that, but, um, yeah, we gotta, it's, it's starting to get to crunch time. You know, we're sitting five and four, that seven seed is we're tied for the seven seed right now. We're not in it just due to, I don't know how that works. Is it with strength of schedule or common opponents or however the hell that works, but we're not in it. We would be the eight seed if playoffs started today. I think the Bengals just got us beat, and then the Patriots would be the nine, sitting at five and four. Massive matchup with Kansas City coming up this weekend, and then, then you look at our schedule going forward. You know, we still got Las Vegas one more time. We got Denver one more time. We got Indianapolis, who has looked like shit all year. Um, we got the, Ra- Rams, the Rams, who have looked like, like shit. shit all year. You know. Really, we're going into the part of our schedule where before the season, Cardinals, who have not looked good at all, we're going into the part of our season now where before the season started, we were like, all right, this is really where we're going to need to buckle down and win some games because these are going to be some tough opponents, and these opponents really just aren't looking too fearsome as they once were. So, you know, I, I can, I can yeah, definitely, true. you know, five and four, 10 and 7, 11 and 6 is not is not out of the question whatsoever, especially I guess a big practice this week is going to 11 and 6 might be 11 and 6 might be a, that's a tough but, sell for me, but I mean I it's possible, still though. think 10 and 7 it's possible. Is, 11 and 6 is definitely possible. Yeah, it is. I mean just I guess I guess yeah, cuz if you only have two more if you only have two more L's to give out, what teams are you, are you giving them to? You know, like probably what, what games Kansas City and Miami. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Uh, and I, I, it's definitely I possible. personally, like you guys, I know I, I put out a tweet last night, but I, especially if we're going to get Mike Will, Keenan Allen, Trey Pipkins, you know, if Gerald Everett's available, how, when do we get um, Parham back? Because he went on IR, but that was before the bye, wasn't it? So. That's a hammy. So I, I, Brad, just write him off Fuck. another probably yeah, three he weeks. Yeah, he might four weeks. not even be healthy next year when that rolls around. But um shit, man. We're gonna we're getting people back. Um I it's not out of the realm of possibility for us to knock off this Chiefs team. You know, if any if any team plays the Chiefs close in this league, it's the Chargers. Uh we're always just one or two plays away. I, I think even regardless of our roster situation, I'm expecting a really good game Sunday night, especially Chiefs defense versus that Niners defense. I expect our offense to really come out firing against a lackluster defense like Kansas City. Even if we have Foster Sorrell in there starting, like I would, mm-hmm. I would take my money with Foster Sorrell on Karloftis more than Nick Bosa. So I think that there's a lot, there's a yeah. lot to look, there's a lot to look forward to with this team, even this season, uh, getting guys back, but. You know, it's time to it's time that we gotta start we gotta start winning some big games and we gotta start 
we got to start winning these 50-50 games that are decided by one or two plays. Um, and if we don't do that, then we're sunk. But I think that we can. So. Yeah, big one coming up this week. And I'm excited to dive into that with you here in a couple of days when we release the uh, Chiefs game preview. But, yeah, man, looking at the schedule over the next couple of weeks, obviously a huge game this week but then you know followed up being on the road at arizona at vegas um you know as you mentioned the cardinals haven't looked very intimidating this year and and obviously the raiders are uh not good at all um but then you get a tough stretch and you get the dolphins the titans oh, i forgot and then you get a, a nice I forgot about tennessee but yeah yeah, but then you end the season on a nice little three-game stretch of Colts, Rams, and Broncos. So that that's actually that that could be something to keep an eye on. You know, those last couple weeks of the season. I mean, the last couple of years we've really been known to have like you know week seventeen, week sixteen, like just huge games that are, are deciding division standings and and playoff you know pictures. So. Um, you know, if they let's say they lose to the let's say they drop this week, and, and I'm not even that's not my, my prediction, but we're just lowballing this here, okay? Like you said, if you have you know two losses to give out, I'm probably gonna sit, you know, say the same thing that you said. And you say probably the have Chiefs and you the probably Dolphins. have three to give out though, and still make it. Fuck it. With with the AFC, yeah, you could you, have four, yeah. honestly. But three's safer than four. Even if it's three, like I think they can beat the Cardinals. I think they can beat the Raiders. I think they can beat the Colts, Rams, Broncos. Right. And that's that would put you at, at 10, 10 and 7. So And I, I would think that we would um, get in at 10 and 7. Again, that that would depend a lot with I, I would, would you so. would have to look at Patriots schedule. I'm sure the Patriots got the Dolphins another time. I'm sure they got the Jets another time. And you would have to look at the Bengals schedule and things along those lines. But really mm-hmm. last night was the last time I obviously I really wanted to win that game, especially putting ourselves in that position that we did to win the game in the first half. But I think last night was the last loss that I'm kind of comfortable with that. I can just kind of shake it off and be like, you know what? We're still fine. And after that, after that, now, now things are starting to get dicey. So. Yeah. And look, let's not, like, let's not pretend like this isn't a, a huge, like, moment in what could potentially be the next five to ten years of this team, right? Because, I mean, what's what what's really at stake? What's on the line um, if this team doesn't make the playoffs? And that's, I, I think, I, I think Staley's job is going to be safe, but, I mean, it just puts him even more in the hot seat. If he doesn't, um, I think Telesco could be gone if this team fails to make the playoffs once again. Um, so now you're talking, you know, the implications of new GM and uh, it, like it, it's just really these next couple weeks of, of football could decide the next, you know, five to 10 years of where this team's headed, which is crazy to think about um, because I mean, Look, you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert and the weapons that he has, and you can't make the playoffs in in three seasons. Dude, with with I the can't, kid. I cannot go through another off season of the Justin Herbert can't win narrative. I can't do that. I can't go through another off season of well, Justin Herbert's top five, but he can't even make it to the playoffs. I I fucking just can't. So, like, it's playoffs yeah. or bust for me this year, personally. Not saying that you know we're we're fucked forever for Justin Herbert's whole career if we don't make it this year. But like, this is, it's a playoff caliber team. That's just had a really, really bad run of luck this year. And that's all that it is. And now we're going to get guys back and now it's time to fucking prove it. So. Yeah. And, you know, I think again, I, I think because of how the, the year has started, you know, there, there are some people that, especially like staff that, have been on the hot seat, but you know, right. You know, also probably will get the rest of the year to, to finish out the season just because of all the injuries 
Um, I'm talking about Lombardi here specifically. Um, but if if our playmakers come back and this offense doesn't look much better, then it's it's a clear sign. It's like, yo, man, this guy's got to go. And so, again, and especially if they don't make the playoffs, then you really have to look at offensively, like, what the fuck is going on? We have all these pieces, and this is what our fucking offense looks like. So, um, just huge implications, man. Huge, like, huge um, implications on, on the future over these next couple of weeks. And uh, right, rightfully so. Like, you know, this is something that they have to get figured out. And lots of football left. But, yeah, I like what you said about this being kind of the last loss where you can just kind of shrug it off and be like, all right, you know, still – Still have a lot of football left. We do, but you know, every week that passes, it's uh, it gets more and more meaningful. So they have to have to find a way to to bounce back this next week. Yeah, this week. Just for the sake of conversation, I just looked this up real quick. But Bengals Bengals schedule going forward, they got Steelers next week. Then they got Titans, Chiefs, Browns again, who already beat them once. Buccaneers, Tom Brady. Patriots, that's going to be a huge game because we're rooting against both those teams right now. And then they finish Bills-Ravens. So Bengals do not have an easy path, especially if Jamar Chase is going to be out a few more weeks. And then the Patriots' schedule is Jets, Vikings, Bills, and then they have Cardinals, Raiders, and then it's they finish Dolphins, Bills. So out of those, out of the three teams, including us, we have much more of a easier schedule than those two teams do. And then of course there's going to be other teams that sneak in there. There's going to be other teams that fall off. We're still got a few weeks left, quite a few weeks left. We're just over halfway through the season, but I mean, those are the two teams sitting in a playoff spot right now ahead of us and their schedules do not look great for them. So, Hey man, let's, I think the, the silver lining of having the chiefs, the second chiefs game be this early too is, like you don't have to worry about them, like they're they're kind of out of your mind. I mean, yeah, there's always the potential reality of facing them in the playoffs, but you know that's. I think we've said it before, and like it's just the Chiefs don't intimidate us. I think like they might do to other teams just because you know we see them so so often and we we play them so well on a consistent basis, and um, they're really the only like team that's had consistent success against them. In the entire league so um they're not they're just at this point i mean they're annoying i hate them uh, but they're not intimidating necessarily so um I, I would not back down from that potential challenge in a playoff game but um you don't have to worry about them like week 16 week 17 you know like yeah. looming over your your, yeah. your playoff picture or your your schedule at the end of the season that's really i don't know i think it's just Look, if they can get a win, like that's that is, would be huge. But even if things don't go to plan, um, you're still 500, and you don't have to worry about the Chiefs for the, for the rest of the season. Yeah, 100. percent I I do like the fact we're getting it out of the way this week. Um, fuck, it sucks living in Nebraska during a Chiefs week because everyone's just a bandwagon ass Chiefs fan here. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's. It's it's crunch time. That's that's basically all I want to wrap it up with. Is it's it's crunch time for this team. Um, it's Doritos Locos. It is crunch Doritos time. Locos crunch time, baby. It is it's time to get this shit going. It's time to see. It's time. It's time for. It's time to unleash Justin Herbert. Is what I should say. You know, healthy Mike Williams, healthy Keenan Allen back. Hopefully, it's 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 go time. So it's now or never. So. Yeah, I I agree, man. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll wrap it up just by saying uh, I'm excited for the, for this Chiefs game. Uh, another primetime game. It's always it's always great to to watch your team on primetime. So got that to look forward to. And um, hey, tough loss, but uh, this is a tough team. I, I don't necessarily expect them to just lay down. Um, not at all. So, I mean, they're going to come back. They're going to find a way to fight against Kansas City and hopefully grind out a, a huge dub. But I don't have anything else to add, so we'll go ahead and get out of here. 
Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour Podcast. This has been episode number 49, episode 50 coming up. That's crazy, man. Big milestone. Huge milestone. Huge milestone. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Powder Hour Pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the podcast and about our bolts. Bolt up. We'll see you later.